Ready? I was born ready. I'm Ron Swanson. Lab at Studio 537. It's another installment of not the Two Duder podcast, but just the Duder podcast. We're going with a little bit of rebranding tonight. We've got in the house, we've got Elvis. We've How are we got, doing? We've got LK. Yes, sir. And joining us tonight, special guest. Longtime friend, most importantly, but he's also Antwerp's boys basketball coach, Dougie Fresh Billman in the house. How you doing, Doug? I'm good, guys. What's going on? Pretty pumped about this. Um, you know, first off, a couple things before we get this thing rocking, Rob. Two things. First, Rob. Throat. <laughs> beetle. Um. <laughs> uh, before, when you first asked me to come on, I, and then you told me that uh, Curtis wasn't going to be on, I was a little bit down in the dump. But then you totally redeem yourself, and you throw LK at me. How about that? Well, that's that. That's just huge. There's some love right out of the gate. Right out the gate. I think it might be an upgrade too, to be honest. <laughs> second, yeah, no, go ahead, Doug. Second, real quick. Is and I know I mentioned this just a little bit ago, but heading into this, and you know, I, I heard your final four just the other day, um, and I was a little bit bummed and depressed to not see Paperboy Diddy make it into the final four. I mean, heading into this thing, they were my number one over to- overall top seed. They were my Duke. I thought they were going to get in there, and then obviously there must have been an upset along the way. Doug, you are one hundred percent from Antwerp. <laughs> that, that is a lot of Antwerp talk right there. There's no doubt, huh? Hey, Only. A, oh, go ahead, Elvis. I'm going to be totally gangster because Hicksville is a lot more gangster than Antwerp is. That's funny because it's like Hicksville is NWA, but uh, Antwerp is like Paperboy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here's hey, a that's, how we, that's how we roll down south. Your brother Greg, your brother Greg, and I used to ride around Hicksville listening to Deion Sanders. 
So <laughs> prime time <laughs> must oh, be the money. <laughs> I bet be he still has money. that CD. He probably does. <laughs> so yes, no Curtis tonight. We got Lindsay, we got Elvis, and we got Dougie Fresh, or who who used to be known in the Bailey house as Doug Effing Billman, but uh, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> the one and only. So Doug, Elvis and I were talking today, and Elvis asked me how long I've known you, and and I could tell you tell him right away when it was. It was Pee Wee League baseball, and I'm about seventy five percent certain you had a perm. Oh, for sure, yeah, <laughs> wow. I did. Uh, you were was, you were big perm before big perm. Yeah, big yeah. perm, baby. Hey, 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 and it's coming back. That perm's coming back, boys. Trendsetter, break it out. Break uh, it out. I was fourth grade. I was a fourth grader when uh, I don't know what it was. I, I, I uh, my mom, we decided to get perms. Uh, my little brother and I had it all over, and my older brother, he just had the party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so the perm wasn't natural. It was not natural. It was straight up perm. I'm freaking dying here. So that's the best. <laughs> That is great. Because <laughs> all I can think of is Guido with a party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I had a perm myself. You did. But didn't you have the – you had the perm in the back though, right? I had the perm in the back, and then I did one all the way around for a wedding. I think my Aunt Aunt Deb's wedding. God, I was so awesome. <laughs> when I had hair – and there was a time. There's pictures to prove it. I had a, I had a natural perm, unbelievable. You guys remember an old country boy named Mac Davis? Mac Brown? Mac Davis? No, but I know nope. Mike Davis. Well, he had. A... <laughs> <laughs> so, what about Mike Davis? He's the best coach Indiana's ever had. Linz, were you offended or something, man? You there? I'm here. Okay. You didn't finish your Mike Davis story. Mac, Mac Davis. I'm just saying. He was oh, a sorry. Mac he, was, Mac he was a country star back in them days, and he had a big old perm. I don't know if his was natural or not, but mine looked just like his, and it was uh, it was on. And I look at pictures. Hello. That time, I'm losing them. Possibly be thinking, but long hair was just the way it was in the seventies. Every, I mean, the, dude, I saw your, I saw your face. Your, you posted a senior picture on Facebook, I didn't did. you? Dude, how did you manage that that weave? <laughs> uh, took some work. It took some work. I mean, I didn't have the gel and I didn't have the pick. It was just natural, bro. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of perp yep. plus. <laughs> and some jerry curl. Oh. <laughs> Butch wax. <laughs> All right. So as I mentioned before, we have decided to do a little bit of rebranding uh, to the podcast. We are no longer known as the Two Duder Podcast, frankly, because this podcast is way too big for just two duders. So we, I contacted our good friend Jason Yoder, the weasel. Uh, about doing us a new uh, a new logo, which he did for us in no time. And uh, yeah, so if you go to any of the 
any of the platforms. We have changed our name. We've changed our logo. Um, it's now the two Duder, the, the Duder podcast, uh, Beetle, Brutus, Elvis, and Friends. Nicely so, done, by the way. Well done. I'm not kidding you guys. I love it. it. All of our listeners out there, if you need any kind of artwork done, I mean, Weasel is fun. Weasel's the oh, man. Oh, my gosh. That dude's been phenomenal since we started a softball team when we were 16, 17 years old. And he does that. We called ourselves the Flamers. <laughs> and, okay. <laughs> And he designed our logo, an F with a with with flames going off the side. We all had hats. It was it was really cool. So I would really recommend if anybody needs any kind of artwork done, get a hold of get a hold of a Weasel. He's uh, at Jason Yoder Art on Twitter. Um, and Weasel, if you're listening, thanks a million because you uh, you came right through in the clutch, buddy, and hooked us up. Must be nice. So yes, must we are, be nice to be able to have that kind of talent. Seriously. Oh, God. I can't even draw a stick, man. I mean, I took art class in high school, and I was – you talk about drawing stick men and stick women and stuff. Primitive. But uh, to have that talent is is, uh, pretty special. Good for him. And, yeah, on a side side note, on a side note, anybody looking for a flamer hat, contact Beetle Bailey. I think he's probably got one buried somewhere. Probably. Believe it or not, I don't have mine. I have no idea where mine is. Did you guys have I think, shirts? No, we hell no, we went shirtless, dude. Oh man, my bad. You're right. Can you just just imagine? <laughs> we were in, we were we were in good shape then. <laughs> we were in, yeah because we left football practice and went and played softball. That's how we did. So yeah, so <laughs> that's our that's our uh, new new stuff for the podcast. Uh, would have been nice if Curtis could have been here tonight since he's been here since day one. Uh, but it seems like he's only been here day one. So. <laughs> uh, come on. Wow. Dynamite. Come on. I, I had the slide. Dynamite. Here. I think it's. Boom. I think it's impressive and <laughs> speaks volumes about uh, the Duders podcast that within a uh, one year time period, they've taken it to another level and had to advance their game because they're so popular. And in demand. Lens, it hasn't even been a year yet. Yeah, and they're just in demand. Listener, we are. Viewers, listenership seems to go up and up. So, not I believe the last episode. How many do we have? 35, I think. 35 was the last episode. Um, 35, that's good. Yeah, so not bad. But, hey, I'm telling you what, we're going to bring in a whole new crowd tonight because – I think Dougie Fresh has got himself a fan club down south here. So, oh, south south, <laughs> south of the Maumee's going to get a lot of listening tonight. <laughs> I don't know if you want all that listening. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll take them. We'll take anybody we get. So we've got uh, a couple of reviews to read tonight. Um, I'm going to give credit where credits due. My colleagues. Elvis and Lindsay reminded me that we did have two. I didn't think we had any. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and read the first one. Um, It says, okay, I just finished Elite 8. Got through most of Sweet 16 comments, pretty much from E8. This absolutely solidifies you four as elite douchers. (laughs) (laughs) That's total respect right there. I know. Elite <laughs> douchers. Elite. Is that a is that a is that a DAB? This is a dab, yep. 
Oh, Stories damn. are outstanding. Many giggles. Music, I can go with your country side of the bracket. The other side should be obliterated from the universe. Oh. The 100-point loss and Nick crushing of LK, hilarious. Did leave out LK. <laughs> you did leave out LK being shut out as a JV coach. I didn't know that, but trust me, we're going to get to that. Oh, wow. Ouch. Thanks. Nobody in the history Who's throwing that out there. Nobody in the history of the world can claim to have achieved both those milestones. My five-star review, which consists of five middle fingers, peace out. That was that was DB. Known as David Allen Blue. David Allen Blue. My boy, my boy Blue. <laughs> Where's my boy Blue? <laughs> Ballsy. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. That guy has done nothing but crush me and crush my spirit since the day I met him. <laughs> but he does it he in nineteen eighty eight. He's always done it that way to you, Rob Beetle. But he's he's done it with nothing but love and respect, believe me. It is, it is. I agree. I agree. He caught me cheating on a test when, we were kid, when I was a kid, and uh, life's been a little bit different ever since then. But he gives good uh, constructive criticism. I'll go. I'll go on a side note on uh, on uh, Coach Blewett. Uh, he a uh, little bit of a serious note here. He was uh, he was really good to me when I first took the job at Bryan, and uh, uh, you know he's always been kind of a mentor towards me, and uh, you know. He still he still busts my balls every now and again, but uh, he's been really good to, good to me since I took since I got into coaching. So, if there were a certainly a lot, of if there were a, a re, uh, an award for ball buster of all time, it would one hundred percent be him. I mean, it just would. He's a first mm-hmm. seed. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> he is a, yeah. Yep. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he he's a hundred percent all the time. He'll he'll <laughs> he'll tell you exactly exactly what you need to know <laughs> or what you. What you don't need to know sometimes. Our next review came via Twitter from at Boss Dog ATC. My boy. <laughs> Best episode to date. LKKA Todd was gold. Going to be tough for at D Bills 11 to follow that. Get much better than good old Northwest Ohio boys reminiscing, even if some of the songs are suspect. Uh, hashtag, hashtag <laughs> NWA title bound. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I knew that's where he'd be going. <laughs> I knew it. I'm getting university. I'm just Plato. getting completely annihilated about my tournament. <laughs> I just it don't, don't understand. It don't matter, dog, because it is your tournament. It if is my want, tournament. And you know what? Tournament. I really, I did it to draw listeners. That's why I did it. Because literally, we've had nothing to talk about since college football got over with. And we needed something. We needed something just to make a splash. So regardless of whether you like my song, give two poopies. Um, funnily enough, I see that, oh, that came via Twitter. Guess who liked it? I don't know. Some guy named Doug F. Billman. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy, Boston. Now he's uh, chiming in and, uh, you know, he's been putting a lot of pressure on me because, uh, He's been throwing out uh, a lot, a lot of good information, and and you know the billing I have to live up to uh, coming up here on this podcast uh, because the other ones have been pretty good. Hey, you you better you better throw some game to us tonight too. 
we aren't going to be fooling around. <laughs> Trust me, guys. I, I, I've done some interviews before in, 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 in a lot of different venues, but uh, uh, this certainly is uh, – it's up there and certainly uh, uh, I mean, you know, one that I'm kind of nervous about because – just don't know where the direction is going to go. It's, it's, like being, it's like being in a dark alley in New York City all by yourself, Dougie. Yeah, exactly. So here's the beauty part. You get a game that's covered by the bull, and you only get interviewed by Adam at the end. So LK, LK sits yeah. off to the side and lets somebody use, the, use his headset while he's off, you know, shaking hands and whatever. Campaigning. And campaign kissing babies. That I might run for. Hell yeah. Kissing babies. So you oh. I tell you what, I'm kinda interested <laughs> to hear what Lindsay's got to say tonight because more than myself for once. I, that's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. You know LK, you should you should kick goobs off the side off the headset one time and you just take over that baby and you, you do the interview. I listen to him do his pregame interviews and his post game and he is incredible. I, oh, he's good. He, he's good. I've said forever, this guy could work anywhere, and I mean it. He 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 is uh, spot on with his, especially his post game questions, and and uh, I would mess it up, and I leave it to the professional, and uh, he's all of that. Lens, I tell you, how long good. is how long has Adam been calling games on one oh five seven? Be it whatever I can, sport. I can tell you this. I believe he was about twenty four or five. He got his first job and his first job was uh doing Defiance Cali's football and basketball. And uh he did that for a handful of years and then he's made his way over to the bowl. I'm gonna say between eighteen and twenty, probably with the bowl. Who 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 did it before him? Who did the football games and basketball games before him? Jim no, he Siler. Didn't. He was busy. Because no, <laughs> if you go twenty years back, Jim was too busy coaching us to zero win years. So true. It, it true that. He's the best. Jim Meyer. Yes. Yes. You know Mike Meyer. Uh, yes. Fills in once in a while if uh, Adam's ill or can't make it. Now Mike does all Defiance football and basketball on the AM station uh, in Defiance to this day. Yeah. And that that would be yep. Uh, yep. Mike's uh, father, Jim, who did it forever, and he had just a great passion for it as uh, as much as Adam did. And uh, I don't know if he replaced Marv Sebring or not, but uh, yeah, they've been fortunate over there in Defiance that they've had nothing but really good people doing that. But I would argue uh, it's impossible to top Adam Gubernau. That's very true. I, I'll be honest. If you guys aren't playing a Hicksville game or something, I, li- mm-hmm. I don't listen to it. Because if it's on 99.7, you know, I like, the, I like those guys, but you and, you and Adam are well, thanks, number one in my uh, book. He, he steers the ship, trust me. He, he does great. I mean, as, as a coach, you know, I, I, just being in the area, I think we have – you know, we're, we're covered by by the bull. Where you guys, you guys do a great job. Uh, 99.7, Kenny and Jason do an awesome job. And 100.9, uh, Andy and Andy Briggle and Heist, they do. I mean, we have we have three really great ra- radio stations that that cover the area. Great. And I mean, I, I tell you what, in 
and I'm not just blowing smoke here. I, you 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 go to other parts of the state, and I guarantee you they they don't have three radio stations that are as good as that's, what we have that, here. That's not only true. Very but true. You throw in the one hundred three one Napoleon with Dave Cleck. Dave the Cleckster. Yeah. Then you got the you got the wheel yep. up there in Montpelier, so you can turn on yeah. any Friday night. And my wife's the one that brought this to my attention about three years ago, and I thought, gosh, she's right. They don't have this in Fort Wayne. They don't have this in a lot of parts of uh, even Ohio where you yeah. can turn on a Friday night and you can catch five different high school football, local football games. And then the same with basketball. The stations Doug mentioned, and as I said, 103-1 Napoleon, and then the wheel out of uh, Montpelier there. You can catch five different basketball games. It's, it's amazing. We're very spoiled and very fortunate to have that coverage in uh, this six-county area. I agree. Yeah, and it's great. It's great because I think everybody, it seems like everybody that does the radio has been doing it for so long that yeah, that's a good I don't point. ever want them to that's quit. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. So, gentlemen, we've got to get to the final four here. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm, I'm having some technical problems. I can't get shit to work. Um, so we won't be we won't be playing any clips of the songs tonight, but folks, you've all heard them. Um, you know what songs we're talking about at this juncture. It's not a situation where I got to play all sixty four songs over again because Curtis doesn't know thirty two of them. You could sing them um, if you want. Please, I probably could. Please don't. I'm begging. Oh. I will say. I'm begging you <laughs> that as I'm as I'm shuffling through music at work today, two out of my final four came on. And it just so happens that that Uh-oh, they're up time. against each other. Sorry, I was listening to I was listening ah. to 90s rap today. So, uh. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> that that could be an omen. Very true. So what we've got our first matchup in the final four boys round here by Blake Shelton up against you never even called me by my name David Allen Coe. And a host of others. Let's hear what you got, fellas. I got Blake. I'll tell you a quick story. I was uh I was in a bar in Indy. No, you um, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I was drank. in a bar in Indy. You weren't there. <laughs> and that's there's not, this, that's and not, that's Blake not Shelton's in this bar. That Dougie was in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> This is was it. it called the Oasis? Was it called the Oasis? <laughs> it might have been. Somebody told me we were in Indy. <laughs> You're, it was actually pain. It was actually Charlie's. <laughs> oh, baby. Or, or, was it, or was it the park station? Wow. <laughs> hey, that was within walking distance of my house, so it could have well been. I don't know. Gunshots then as we're Hey, I lived yes, in the hood, boy. You live that close to that place. <laughs> Listen, before you tell any other part of that story, Dougie, huh, when you're going to Indy downtown, Ike and Jonesy's yeah. is the bar to go to. Ike and Jonesy's. That's I, what I, I haven't been there. I've been to a lot of bars in Indy, but not Check that. It out. So uh, we're at this. We're in this bar in Indy, and uh, this Blake Shelton's in this in this bar, right? So. Um, I don't, I have no clue who the guy is and, you know, he's standing, you know, within three feet of me. 
And uh, me and, me and uh, a couple of my buddies that are with us, like, we just go and stand right beside it. And the next thing you know, we become kind of his bodyguards. People are coming up to us asking That's if they awesome. can talk to Blake. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Blake's not seeing anybody right now. He's not seeing anybody. And every now and again, I would lean over and I'd give Blake a high five. And he's looking at me. He'd give me a high five. He has no idea who I am. And I'm just like, hey, no, me. nobody's talking to Blake right now. So uh, so we kind of took over this bar just because we everybody thought, you know, because I'm such an imposing person. Uh, we thought, uh, isn't, you know, Blake Jones bodyguards. I don't know. Yeah, he's a big dude, man. He is big. Yeah, he's like oh six God. five. Holy crap, six four, six five. Is he really? He's a big dude. That's a great. That's a. So uh, I, I'm, I'm going with Blake. That. That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be honest, Groat. I'm I'm going with Dougie Fresh myself. Boys, around here. Make it a complete yep. sweep because that's where I'm going as well. Well, here's the problem. So one time I was at a bar in L.A. (laughs) No, you wasn't. (laughs) And I was hanging out with Motley Crue, right? And all these people wanted to talk to him. Oh, wait, never mind. That was Doug's story. Um, (laughs) So here's the problem. My feeling is this, and I've had a lot of time. I've had a week to look this over, and I've really... It doesn't matter which which song wins because it's going to get trounced by the winner of the next matchup. That's, I'm sorry, it's just going to happen. And I'm really pissed that the that the that the tournament ended up the way it did because I was really hoping for a lot better of a final four than this. Dude, you made. I feel like freaking. Dude, you made it, Florida golf. You coast. made every pick, bro. Yeah, I know, but it's the way the damn bracket worked <laughs> out. <laughs> I mean, I had to trounce a lot of my favorite songs in the first round just because. Never mind. Anyway. Uh, you mean the Jonas the, Brothers? Dude, Jonas made it Sweet 16. Shut the fuck up, Elvis. <laughs> Nobody even asked you. Hey, everybody goes home but cool. one. Cool. Look at it that way, Beetle. Everybody goes home but one. There's something about boys around here that. I can hear that song and I will stop and I will just go crazy because I don't know, just everything about that song just I don't know, it gives me the feels, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Gentlemen, I think that you finally have have uh, have picked a winner. About time. Boom. Last week so I'm now 4 and 1, bro. You kept track? I do. I'm a numbers <laughs> guy. <laughs> I was 4 and 0 last week. <laughs> All right. So, we've got our we've got our first uh, finalist, Boys Around Here by Blake Shelton. I I I'm I'm really I, the, I'm surprised the song made it this far because I'm not a big not a huge country fan, not a huge country fan at all. It's got to take a special country song to get this far in the tournament. Um I think it's the uh, chewing or the drinking that ice cold beer. That's what we do, you know. Chew tobacco spit. No, oh, I've yeah. said that since round one. Chew tobacco spit. That's uh, it's synonymous. I mean, it's if if two people see Elvis That's and Scrooge, beetle baby. If two people see Elvis and Scrooge walking down the street, they're gonna say, "I bet they're chew tobacco spitting." It's just the way it goes. 
And if we aren't, I got we're, we're, gotta be or we're on our, <laughs> on our way to go I get got some. I a feeling after hearing this, the next time I see Viz and Beetle, they're going to have mullets on top of that tobacco. <laughs> Party in the back, hey, I got, baby. I got a mullet right I've now. I've got a skullet. So. No hair. No haircut in eight weeks. I haven't shaved in eight weeks. Fucking mountain, mountain man. Hey, we had a kid on our team this year that had a mullet for 26 basketball games, and he was probably oh. the toughest kid we had. <laughs> now, now, what number was he? <laughs> number 21. Hey, Jacob Savina. Yeah. Dougie. Jacob Savina. Every, yeah. Every yeah. He, he was a good ball player. Did, we yeah. talked about that mullet. You did. <laughs> Awesome kid too. So it, it, it was. Uh, his, that, that was fun. Now is he a senior? Yeah, yeah. He's a senior. He's uh, yeah. He's moving on and uh, going to play baseball uh, uh, at a small school here in Ohio. So good kid. Awesome. Well, good. Awesome. Good. All right. So we're going to take a break here from our good friends or your good friend, me at Amerimade, and uh, we'll be back. You're listening to the Duder Podcast. Hi, this is Rob Bailey, better known as Beat from the Two Duder Podcast, and I'm here to say that Amerimade Realty in Bryan, Ohio is the real deal. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an agent there. I'm just saying that I would put our broker and stable of agents up against any other local real estate office, and we would dominate. Now, I'm not just talking real estate either. We would dominate at bowling, basketball, Monopoly, you name it. So if you want your real estate sold quickly and at the maximum value, give me a shout. I can be reached at 419-388-9290. Now back to the Two Duder Podcast. Welcome back to the Duder Podcast. That was a was a really good first segment. I always like it. I like it when our guests come on and and can and can really contribute and, and have some fun with us. And and it's nice because we've known Doug for a really long time and and you know, God, I'm gonna, I'm twenty, I'm over gonna go twenty five, thirty years, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a serious. Yeah, I've always appreciated you guys. Honestly. I'm gonna go on a serious <laughs> note here. I've been a huge fan of Doug <laughs> since not, not when we were in high school. I didn't, I, well, I wished for him to lose all the time, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so Doug was. Now there's a lot of people that may wish for me to lose now. Well, Doug was, Doug was a year behind me in school, and. I didn't play basketball after my freshman year, but uh, so Doug's sophomore year, my our junior year, and then my senior year. So you played at, he played at Hicksville. I tw- played at least against us two or three times uh, a year, and uh, I always made it a point to sit in the front row of the student section and just ride his ass like none other, <laughs> like in his ear. And I can remember screaming at him, dude. Scott Edwards is going to light you up. It was, and Scott probably did light you up, didn't he? But. Yeah, Scott had some good games against us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. How did, how did Doug handle that, Beetle? You know what? And, and Doug and I were. Told him, to, Doug and told I him were, to shut the fuck up. He never did. No, Elvis, <laughs> that was me to you when you were in the state. <laughs> no, Doug was, Doug was always cool. And it was always in good fun. And, and. You know, once the game was over, it was, you know, it was hand pounds and hugs and, and, but I'll tell you what, I've for always sure. rooted it when Doug started at Brian, you know, I always rooted for him to have great years. And, you know, and I, te- I think I texted you a few times throughout this year, just encouraging you and, and just telling you how proud we were of, 
just to know you, just to be a friend of yours and to see the season that you guys had this year was, I mean, not a lot of people can say, Hey, my friend, you know, his team went 25 and one. Uh, what did your friend's team do? Loser. So anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I certainly appreciate it. And, you know, uh, first off, you know, from high school, man, I tell you what, playing in that old Hicksville gym, um, you want to talk about a shooter's gym, LK, am I right? You yeah. talk about shooter background, soft yeah. rims. Oh boy, that was uh, I mean, that was that was one of my favorite gyms to play you're, in. You're, you're yeah. welcome for them soft rims and me dunking them all the time. I was going to say, just say, I mean, some, somebody's been loosening them babies up over nah, there. No, this this hanging on the net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, you know, as I got into coaching, you know. And, and, and Beetle, you're right, man. Um, yeah, I always appreciate uh, all the texts and, and the messages that I get from you know my friends, and uh, you know throughout the season. It, it, and it doesn't matter. I mean, we, we could win 25 games or we could win, you know, two because I've been on both ends. And um, you know the you know, support is always is always great from the people that uh, that that are in your corner. And you know, and it it, it and I appreciate that, and I appreciate uh, being you guys let me come on here and talk and and being a part of it and reminiscing. It's it's uh, um, you know when, when when Boston talks about Northwest Ohio reminiscing, that's what that's what it is. And and when I give a listen to the Duder podcast, that's it's uh, it brings back a lot of great memories. So the neat pretty thing, cool. And that's, that's what we try to do. Exactly. Exactly. The neat thing is you find out as you get older, and everybody matures that that support out there runs deep not only throughout the green meadows conference but all the area schools i mean everybody is truly uh supportive of one another and you don't realize that when you're in high school and you're a player you think everybody really dislikes the other school and the other coaches and the other players and like i said as you get older and mature it's not like that uh, game night you're pulling for your your colors that's for sure but when it's all said and done it's all good because uh you know we're all in it together you always got to root for the GMC. Northwest Ohio. See, I just, I just, I, I just disagree. I, I root for my friends. You know, outside of the Aces, I root for my friends. That's, that's. I'm, I'm just not one of those people that roots for every GMC team. I just don't do it because of the hardness in my heart that I have for other GMC schools. Cold. So Beatles always been cold blooded, blooded y'all. Because. That, <laughs> okay, listen. So I spent three years with Lindsay and three two of those years were pretty freaking excruciating and you know i just i just developed a a dislike for a lot of the coaches in the area just because i felt like they were dicks and so no i mean i root for my friends i always rooted for Lindsay. i was always tried to you know be a sounding board or you know just let him freaking tee off on a sunday afternoon because he was you know after getting the shit kicked out of him three times that week you know um, it's just nice. It's nice to see that I have friends coaching and, and that I can be proud to know, to know. And I think I told you that Doug proud to know you, you know what I mean? Um, absolutely. So, so this is, the, this is the a great, go ahead, Doug. Sorry. And, and, and that's a great, I mean, you talk about, um, your, your time with, with, uh, with coach keys and, and, you know, as an assistant and things like that, that's, you need those types of people, on your staff and you need, you need to have those people in your program that, that are, 
going to support you no matter what. And, and like you said, you know, just need to, you need to, to unload and you need to vent on things. And, um, you know, that's, that's great. That's great that uh, you were, you were able to do that. That was that's, good. That's Dude, good. I wasn't. Oh, hey, Lindsay, he said I was on your staff. I know that you were, you were, <laughs> you, were you were the cameraman. Yeah. <laughs> you know what though? Lindsay sent me to scout twice. He sent me to go scout. And <laughs> did you use those scouting tools? Absolutely, because Rob has game. And you know what? He, Lots he does. Of... He was for, he was first team placeholder, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Dougie, Dougie. One other thing, I yeah. can't. One other thing, I can't believe Scott told me today. But you've coached for, for over twenty years. Yeah, how about that? And, and that, is, you that, you know, I, you know, looking back, I'm like, my God, that's so crazy. Uh, it's, I mean, it's over, obviously, over half my life. You know, I just turned forty last July, whatever. But God, you're old. This <laughs> dude, I'm old now. I and I feel it every. This past fall was the first time in twenty years I didn't coach football. I mean, I, I mean, that was crazy, and it, it was certainly well needed. But man, that's. It, it, you just go to the next season and you just go to the next year and it, they kind of, you know, it, 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 you, you got to step back once in a while, but yeah, that's a long time, man. It, it was, it's a long time. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So this is, so this is the part of the pod where we like to grill per se. We like to grill our, our guest. And in this case, um, I think we've got some questions for Doug. Oh, yeah. You ready, buddy? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I'm fired up, too. I'm fired up. All right. Elvis, Lindsay, which one of you wants to go first? Go ahead, Elvis. Okay. I, uh, all right, Dougie Fresh. I asked uh, Lindsay this, Coach Keys, uh, this last week. What do you think of the AAU circuit? Are you with it, against it? And how, how, you know, how, do, you, how do you think that correlates towards uh, your boys' playing possibly with, you know, another set, another group of kids and then coming back. How does that correlate with you and your team wise? Yeah. That, I mean, that's, a, that's an awesome question. Uh, and here, here's the thing. When I first, you know, if you asked, you know, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I would say, man, it was no, thank you. Um, I, I, you know, quick story had, uh, I had a six, seven kid uh, at Brian who was a part of uh, a, one of our league championship teams at Brian as a, as a sophomore, he goes and plays in an AAU out of Toledo. And, you know, the next thing you know, he's sitting on my couch um, in the summer saying, Hey, I'm, I'm transferring to Toledo Scott. He got, you know, an AAU coach got in his ear and says, Hey, you need to be playing bigger, 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 playing in the city league, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and at that point in time, I was, I was really soured big time on AAU. I'm like, this is a joke. This is ridiculous. It's, it's it's open gym, blah blah blah. Yeah, and and I, and and now I look back and we have we have numerous kids that that, that play AAU. It, it's it's all in my opinion. It's all if you get in the right program. Uh, Northwest Ohio down there that Rob Welch runs is is a great program. We have numerous kids that play in that. You know, Jagger Landers, who's a sophomore for us this year, plays plays in that, and then he was going to move on and play with uh, the Indy Heat. Um, this summer. So, I mean, those programs are great. Uh, great Lakes, Dave Boyce from Perrysburg runs a, a, an awesome program up there. So 
it's all about uh, who you get with because, I mean, they, they have great coaches in the AAU, AAU circuit that actually teach basketball. Okay. They teach how to play. They teach you how to do those things, and they come back, and and, and, and they didn't just go play open gym for, for 25 games in the summer. So, so it, it's – I've been on both ends, but, you know, right now it, it is – it's they play great competition. Um, they see great competition. Uh, so if they get in the right realm and they get right uh, under the right program, I think it's it's a beneficial it's a benefit for them. Now, do you go watch them play ever? I do. Yeah, I, I've been up to the Steve Field House numerous times. Um, you know, uh, it, it, at least now it, when I was no without family, I guess you could say when I was living with Brian, I'd be able to travel a little more. But um, and now our guys go and they go all over the place and travel. So I don't get a chance to see them as much unless they play local. So. Yeah. Well, great. That was a hell, that was a hell of an answer. I liked it. Appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, I, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I, I told my wife before I got out here, I said, I, I'm really excited to talk basketball. I, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been in my house for five weeks. Uh, I've been <laughs> teaching, I've been teaching fourth grade. I've been teaching second grade. I've been yeah. potty training a two-year-old, and, and I've been changing. I, I've been changing poopy diapers or a six-month that's popping teeth right now. So you know what? I'm yeah. ready to talk to. <laughs> hey, this may be a two-hour podcast now. It might be. <laughs> Go ahead, Wiz. You're okay. up next, baby. That, Elvis, that's the only question you had for him. No, no, I was just gonna, I got a bunch of questions for Dougie, but well, one um, thing I forgot to mention, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in line here, but so we it's talked your podcast. about well, it's our podcast. <laughs> so I, I, I forgot to mention that that so Elvis touched on the fact that Doug has been a coach for 22 years, so he's been out of high school for 20. Sorry, dude. I'm trying to do 22 years. 22. Yeah. You've been so yeah. you've been coaching basketball since you got out. So you started. Were you an assistant with 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 Antwerp for a while when you when you were in college? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, uh, you know, I went I went to Defiance College. I originally went to play basketball, um, and I was all gung ho to play basketball. And then uh, in the fall of my freshman year at DC, uh, Coach Aldermas here at uh, Antwerp asked me to help out with football. And then I got into coaching, man, and it was like it was in my blood, and it was just like I love doing this, um, you know. So why, why not? I mean, I, I was a little bit burnt out on basketball and playing all the time, and I was like, all right, why not give basketball a shot? So I coached uh, junior high basketball at Paulding, actually, uh, my first That's year right. seventh grade yes. basketball. Okay. Seventh grade mm-hmm. basketball. So then I moved over to Antwerp, and I did eighth grade for a year, and then I bumped up, and I did uh, when Scott McMichael first got the job at Antwerp, uh, him and I. Uh, he asked me to be his JV coach, and um, that's when I when I started at the high school level. So okay. it, yeah, it's been been a long time. Dang, no kidding. So fourteen years as a head coach. Doug's Doug's career record is one fifty five and one fifty seven. Hey, Lynn, you jealous? No. <laughs> respect I'm, him. I, I'm, I'm just kidding. Full of nothing but respect. All right, Lance, go that, ahead, Coach. Bud. Thank you. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I just I, I had that in my notes, and I needed to hit that up before I forgot about it. Anyway, Dougie, I thought you guys did an awesome job of going one game at a time. The old cliche, easier said than done when you got an undefeated team. 
I thought the kids did a good job of that process, as uh, you coaches did, keeping everybody grounded now. When the calendar turned to January 2020, obviously you're still undefeated. You're looking at league play and probably about another seven, eight non-conference games. Uh, as a sports fan and now a member of the media, I broke down your schedule uh, looking at what you had ahead of you down the stretch. And I targeted – because I wanted you to go undefeated. Yeah. I did. I, I uh, targeted two, two games – but I was thought you could potentially get tripped up. One was a home game. One was a road game. It's only human instinct, even if you're going one game at a time, whether you're a coach or just a fan, to not look at that schedule and kind of think what I was thinking. My question is, as you headed to January, still undefeated, while having – Total respect for every opponent. And I'll tell you the two that I targeted that concerned me for you. Did WT. you have a couple or more than two that you were thinking that same thing? Oh, geez, absolutely. Uh, man, I, I, you probably have in your mind yep. Woodland yep. at home. I went to that game. And not, not, that was a Monday, How about that game? That Monday, a Monday night, night packed and house. Obviously, we didn't have a radio game, and uh, my wife had been wanting to see you guys play. And I, I said, well, let's go to this Monday game coming up um, against Woodland because I think that could be a, uh, a, a really good test for them. Really? An Indiana score? Yeah. That was, a, that was a dandy. That was a good one. That was a tournament, ty- tournament type of game. Uh, Really good team, good size, good. At, I mean, they were they were more athletic than us. They were that was a Toledo Christian type of game, is what it what what I told the staff. I don't talk to, I never told the kids that. That was a Toledo Christian type of game for us. Um, you know, at, you know, looking at that, and here's here's the honest truth, guys. And and again, guys, I love talking basketball, man. I could talk for hours and hours and hours, but I won't do that to you. Um, I, I did a lot of self-evaluation after the, you know, the, after last year um, because we went 16 and six and lost in the sectional final. And I thought I put a lot of pressure on our guys of uh, trying to win championships. You know, we didn't win the league. Um, and then we lost and we lost in overtime to, to, to uh, Edgerton uh, at the buzzer um, in, in the sectional final. And, and I think that put in some added pressure on it. So I, I didn't even talk. I did some self-evaluation. I, I didn't even talk about championships. I said, and, and you're right. When you talk about one game at a time, I said, we talked one game at a time. And and those guys probably believe maybe I was Lou Holtz in them or whatever, you Irish fans. Um, gotcha. Of talking, of talking every team up like they're the best thing ever. But, uh, man, I, I studied them. I, and we, uh, as a staff, we studied them pretty good, and, and, and we had everything. But, yeah, we took one game at a time. And as we got into January, as we got into January, it, it became about every you know the the league was getting pretty heavy and uh, we had some great league games coming up. And then as it got even further into the year, you know, it's just like there was some added pressure. Like, okay, we're here, you know, let's go win all twenty two. And you know, really after after we beat Delta, so so you know just to just to lay it out there for you, we played. 
we played uh, we played Holgate on a Friday. Then we played Montpelier on a Saturday. Then we played that Woodland game on a Monday, and our kids were starting to get drained. Then we played for uh, an outright league title at Edgerton on that Friday, which was a war. Coach Ricky is tremendous. Um, on how he prepped our, their team, and it, it was a war. Then we go and play a senior night game against Hilltop, and um, then we finish up a, another Monday uh, at at Delta. And man, that's that's twenty two. And and our kids after that game were, and we I go in the locker room after the game, and the kids they're fired up, but they're drained. They are absolutely just drained because we're going after a league, outright league championship. Then we have a league title, and then they're like, oh my gosh. You know, you know, the, you know, new channel 15 is, is, is following us and team of the week, blah, 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 win all 22. And, and our kids were drained. They're tired. And, and I looked at him and, and you can certainly tell that it, it kind of wore on a little bit, but um, it was Dougie, so much tell fun. You what, <laughs> it was so much fun. That we did, we did probably about five or six regular season and then uh, uh, district and regional every game. I talked at length how people don't understand how hard it is to be undefeated. It's hard because. We are in no way, shape, or form professionals. Wow, what just happened there? Well, I reached over to what? grab myself a fistful of popcorn, and it sounded like it. I a chew or a beer? Popcorn, Douglas. Popcorn. About funkies. So sorry, Lens. You were no, it's okay. You were completely interrupted there, so I'm going to let you go ahead and finish. Well, I was just, I, I don't know where we got cut off, but what I was saying to Dougie was that we did probably five or six regular season games and then uh, the tournament games and every broadcast I talked about how it is so hard to be undefeated and uh, which, which uh, is obvious because it just doesn't happen that often. But I think a lot of people see talented teams like uh, the Archers had this year and they just kind of expect that. And it just doesn't work like that. You got to go out every night and earn it and gain it, and uh, that's what they was able to pull off. And I was feeling pressure for you, Coach. I mean, I, I told them for you, want you to get to that uh, ultimate goal. And uh, I was worried about Wayne Trace on the road and Woodland at home. And uh, so happy to see you guys pull that off, pal. I, yeah, I certainly do appreciate that, Coach. Uh, and, and you're right; it is. It, it, we talked about it pretty openly with our kids and just understanding that, Hey guys, you know, you're going to get everyone's best shot. You're going to get everyone's best shot each time out. Um, which, you know, again, that made it pretty fun for our kids, but it also made it, you know, pretty draining at times. Just, you know, each, each, each and, you know, don't get me wrong. Not every game was, you know, we had, we had our chance, we had our uh, chance to play some of our guys, uh, 
you know, our JVers and things like that because we played pretty well. But, uh, you know, our guys hung on to those things pretty well where, you know, they, they were up for every game. They, they you had a mature group is what I noticed. Certainly. Certainly. And, and, and I think that that goes a long way, that maturity. And uh, even your sophomore, Jagger, very mature yeah. uh, approach to the game and uh, with his teammates and with the coaching staff. Yeah. And, you know, Luke Kraus uh, is another kid that's a sophomore. Yeah. Our point guard, who I mean, those kids, uh, you know, Austin Lee, see a junior, so we got those kids coming back. So, Luke seems very cerebral. Oh, he have no idea. Uh, and and again, I, I'll, I'll I'll be pretty candid that this this group watched more film uh, than any of the other group that I've ever had. They, they were they were on top of everything. They're you know they're coming into my classroom, say, hey, coach, did you see this? Do you see that? I said, yeah. We, we, so. So they were they were very much into it as well. I mean that's that's huge. Too. You know, when you get that's you huge, get, and that's a, just another sign you put in the time. Good things are gonna end with the the results that you guys obtained. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a special special thing, special year. Exactly. Well, I'm gonna touch on what what kind of Lindsay was alluding to with your your team finishing 25 and one. You lost in the was it the regional semifinal? Yeah. And so you got a perfect regular season. Okay, so I have kids. All We all have kids. We've all dealt with kids. How in the hell were you able to keep them focused? Regardless of whether it was we need to win every game. How were you able to keep, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids focused on the ultimate goal you know that's i mean it's challenging every year um each group is is very different on on how they approach things i mean you get into mid-january on a monday practice and 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 you're coming off a double or you know two doubles in a row or or whatever it may be and the kids are tired and the last thing they really want to do is practice so i took that all a, a lot upon myself and not always the other coaches and I would try to get the other coaches with me, but, um, you know, I, and this is something I've changed throughout me, you know, I, my 22 years or my 14 years of head coach, you know, I, I tried to, 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 to bring the energy into the gym as much as I possibly can and let them know that every single second, every single drill and everything we that we do is very important to what is going to happen on Friday and what's going to happen then eventually Saturday. So, so it's just trying to, to, to show the example of, you know, I'm here, I'm ready to work. Um, you guys, you know, get yourself in and fall behind and let's go. I'll, I'll, I'll take the reins if I need to. Um, and it wasn't, it didn't always have to be me, but, and, and there was times where it was, you know, you know, a, a sophomore like Luke or Jagger or our seniors, our four seniors and Jake Eakin and Jacob Savina and Blake Schutte and David Landers. It was those guys. You know, but there's times where I said, okay, I got to take the ring. And so it, it, it's not easy it, and it's different. It's different every day. It's different every week on what you need to do. You just got to get a pulse for your kids and, you know, have a feel of, of how they're doing. So I think that's, that's kind of big. You know, what, what, what are your kids like? You know what you call that boys? You call that leadership. Very good leadership. Starts at the top. And uh, that's awesome that you, harnessed that uh, and took that pressure, Doug. And uh, I thought it showed in the games that we did. 
So hats off to you because that is so hard, man. That is so hard. I do got another Plus, question. You know what? Buddy. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. You're a teacher. You're a father. You just had a newborn. So you have, you're juggling all these things. Newly married here a handful of years ago. I mean, it's not like all you do is coach. You have all these things you're juggling. And so uh, just tremendous uh, on your part. I appreciate that, Coach. And 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 just real quick before I get to to, to you, Vis, the best thing that's ever happened to me as a coach, your is wife, I got, is I got married. Yeah, ha- hands down. And um, I've I've got this great got got this great family. And you know, when I leave the gym now, I'm coming home to my kids and my and my wife. I'm not coming home to say, oh my gosh, that practice was terrible, or oh my gosh, that game was awful. I'm coming home to kids that just want to see you and play with you and see dad, man. That's awesome. I'm telling you, it is, it's a game changer. It was, it was a game changer for me. Um, and it's really, uh, hopefully it's uh, prolonged my career. <laughs> well, I would hey, Doug, you, how, yeah. how many times has your wife schooled you one-on-one? Well, <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. You just said that because we were playing, we were playing some uh, knockout just this evening. It's gorgeous, it was a gorgeous day. And we were playing knockout tonight uh, with our kids. And, um, you know, I was feeling pretty good. You know, I, I won like three games in a row, blah, blah, blah. And then she comes back and just she just drills drills me four, four games, four or five games in a row. She got mad because, wow. you know, I was winning. And I was like, well, maybe we should let the kids win. Nope. No she, way. <laughs> she gave me one like five games in a row. So let me let me slide this in there real quick. First time I met your wife, I blew my knee out, so I go to the hospital. I got to get an MRI, and this pretty little thing trots me back there and gets me set up. And she's like, "You probably know my husband. I think you would just got married." And I said, "Oh yeah," and she says, "Yeah, Doug Bellman." And I'm like, "Hold the presses. Are you sure you did that?" You- <laughs> You married this man. <laughs> actually, actually uh, you guys were a year or two in because you were you were expecting your first child at the time. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you got a good girl, and that can that can change a man. And uh, clearly, that happened with you, and it's been for nothing but the the better of uh, Doug Billman. Yeah, I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate that, and I appreciate her, and it's been it's been great. All right, Dougie. Besides your lovely wife, who's somebody yeah. looked you look towards you got, you know, you're down, you're in a rut. You don't know what to do. You don't have the, the you don't have the duders to talk to who's somebody you go to for advice. Well, here's, yeah, that's, that's a good point now, because hopefully I got the duders coming in. Now that I can use that in the future, dude, you know, um, you, you know, we got, you <laughs> um, you know, I, I've always looked towards, uh, uh, you know, one of my first mentors being Drew Oldmist here uh, at Antwerp who, you know, obviously he's just now our athletic director, but he, uh, he was a huge mentor for me getting into coaching right out the get go in football. Um, you know, you know, you know, football has been great to me as well, as far as the coaching aspect of it. Um, but, but certainly Drew has, has been a guy and he's always, you know, one of the, one of the best moments of my, uh, of my coaching career, um, certainly was the, the win that, uh, against Toledo Christian this year in the district championship. And when he came and he came to give me my medal, you know, I, I could see it in his eyes and I know he could see it in my eyes that, that he was, he was so extremely happy for me, but I was so extremely happy 
to that he brought me into this occupation. I mean, I, I hope he understands that and I hope he realized that because, you know, he's somebody that I know that, that has my back regardless, not just because he's my boss now, but because I've been in the coaching and he was that way when I was at Brian. I mean, I used to bounce things off him left and right, but, you know, Coach A has always been very good to me, and he continues to be very good to me. And um, you know, he, he's flat out watched. He's flat out watched you grow up and mature. And uh, truth, don't think that wasn't a thrill for him, as well, Coach. Because I'm sure it was. Yeah, and, and I, I again, I, I when 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 the job came open here in Antwerp, and and he contacted me, and we met, we talked, and um, that was certainly a very uh intriguing aspect of being able to work with him and uh being able to work under him as the athletic director and that was that was, that was it's funny. certainly something that brought me back it's funny how doors, i do got one more funny how doors i do got one more one last question for you dougie what you got bud i got why do you think brian programs struggle so much <laughs> <laughs> As yeah. big as that town is, sure. Why? What? Why? You know, it's not just basketball, but their football's not great. Their baseball's decent sometimes, but yeah. Why? Why? Why do you think that that whole area struggles? You know, I love. It, I, go ahead. No, is it because they got too many sports? I, you know, you know I, I, I've. You know, a lot of people have always brought up, you know, I, I spent a lot, I spent, you know, ma- you know, obviously the majority of my career in Bryan, and I loved, I loved my time coaching there. I really did. And, and again, guys, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke. This is, this is really true. I, I really enjoyed my time at Bryan and, and I loved my kids there. Um, and, and a lot of people always said, well, they're, they're a big school. Why, why aren't they better at more sports? Well, I mean, when I was there, it's just like any other school, in my opinion, you need your best athletes playing all sports, period, period. I mean, uh, and did it always happen? No. Um, It it didn't, it wasn't always that way. Baseball is king over there. And, but you know, know, two of the best basketball players I've ever coached were major leaguers. And, but they put, they put the time into basketball always. And that wasn't always the case. and And it isn't always the case. Yeah, uh, it, it, I've had some special moments over there with some classes, but it's it, it, it's a it's a culture thing. It, it, if you get a group of kids, um, what, you know, for example, uh, I think it was 2011, 2012, so, somewhere there, we we won the league in football, and we were regional we were regional semifinalists. Lost to Kenton in the yeah, regional semifinal. I just seen it on we channel forty four. Yeah. That, Phenomenal football team, man. We were good, really good. We won, yeah. we won the league in basketball that year. We and we won the league in, in baseball that year and, and made it to the regional final. So, so you have that group of guys, but they, they were they were culture changers. Um, and, and and so, but that you know, it's not it's not always that way over, uh, uh, there. And um, it's just like any other school; it, it runs in cycles. Yeah, and and. and, and I'm being honest with you. It just runs in cycles. The thing I always thought, Doug, about Brian was they're a small D2. So, so yeah. come tournament time, that's, they're playing that big boys. Pro- that can be a problem because I'm watching, I'm watching them get sent to hell with 
all these big D2 yeah. schools, whether it's sectionals or districts or whatever. Yeah. I, I always thought they they got a tough situation there because they are a small D2 and talking to people over there, that's just never going to change. They're never going to be able to drop down to D3, which they'd be a big D3 then. And they're just always uh, going to be stuck where they are. And that's kind of a shame. We, uh, some of, some of, you know, personally our best teams in basketball over there, we ran into some tough competition. We, we never won a sectional title. I know. Um, you know, we play. You play. We played Toledo Libby and William Buford. William Buford and that crew yeah. um, that made it to the state final. Uh, you, you, we had uh, you know Toledo Central. We had a really good team in '09, um, and Toledo Central Catholic drops down from D1, and now all of a sudden they're in our sectional. Guess who we play? We play yeah. them in the sectional final. You know, um, Go figure. You know, we play. Yeah, it, it, we got knocked out uh, at the buzzer by uh, Vito Brown, who played at Wisconsin. Um, one year who at, at, who was at Bowling Green uh, High School yeah. and he was I mean so so you're you're right it, you run into those it, it's hard and I know they I know they've been successful in baseball and moved on and we had we had a couple of years we had that year a couple of years actually in football where we did some things um, but it's it, it was tough it was tough sledding at times and then obviously always the nemesis really to be honest with you when I was at Brian was defiance. I mean, yeah, sure. Coach Lehman, who I have so much respect for at Defiance, um, we would we would we would hit them once in a while in the tournament, or you know, and they're good and their program is is tremendous, and you know, we couldn't overcome. Well, thank you. These are good questions, guys. Yeah, I do my best. And apparently Rob's back. He is. He's back from getting his beverage. <laughs> so, Coach, talk, talk, missing all the good stuff. Talk to, me about, uh, talk to me about this, Coach. Inbounds, yeah. inbounds plays coming yeah. out of a timeout. I okay. don't care if it's side out or taken out underneath the hoop. Um, yeah. How many times during the course of this season – did you design uh, – what's the percentage that you designed that inbound play to score as opposed to get it in and run a set play? Well, uh, it, it depends on, it depends on uh, time, time and score, honestly. Um, you know, our, our, baseline, our baseline unders, uh, Coach Aaron Taylor is in charge of our baseline unders, um, and, you know – he he's very good at that. He played at Bluff, he played four years at Bluffton, and and I entrusted him in, in what we do on our baseline unders. Um, I think that's awesome. In, in anything, I think that's awesome right there. That uh, you have your staff have that kind of input. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, and and again, that's one of those things where as a coach, I I had I had such a stranglehold over. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for a lot of my career, and I'm like, I, I, I need to let go of some things. Um, and, that, and that's one of those it's things. It's easy to be obsessive and, and think you got to make every decision of every minute of every practice and every game. And the fact yeah. that you're surrounded by those guys that can have do that. But would you say more times than not, you were looking to score off that inbound or certainly? Or and here's, get it in here's how I equate it. Here's how I equate it. And we're, we're trying to score. Um, we're, especially on the baseline, 
some sometimes on the sidelines, depending on the situation um, and where the ball is, we're going to try to score. But always on the base. And here's our, our I tell our guys all the time: baseline unders are special teams. Right. We want to score touchdowns on special yeah. teams. We don't want to give up any touchdowns on special teams. Um, you know, if, if you can get if you can get six points on baseline unders, you're doing great in a basketball. Sure. And yeah. you had a you um, had a mature group that if that set play to score broke down, you could bring it out and get into something then. Absolutely. They they knew what they what we were looking for. Um and if we had a defense in a scramble, if not, let's 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 play it, let's come out and let's run something we want to do. And they have six five uh, but six yeah. six in there, uh it helps, sure it doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it certainly does help to, uh, you know, you know, he, he bailed us out of, of some tough situations. There's no doubt. Hey, Doug, I got two more questions for you. Yeah. Now you, you're talking, you're talking, you, you aren't as obsessed with doing every meticulous part of the game. Now you're, yeah. you're JV. Do you let the JV coaches coach and you kind of set back and get in their ears a little bit or are you involved with that also? I have a great JV we have a great JV coach here and, and Jason Horman, and he's awesome. Um, I let him do his thing. Okay. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I give him, here's what I give him. I give him uh, our, and this is what I do with all of our entire program. Here's our base offense. Here's, here's uh, some, some base set plays. Um, I want you to number your out of bounds plays just so they, you know, they, they're, they're used to hearing these things, but you go coach. Yeah. You get into co- you get into coaching for a reason. Why? Because you love the game and because you want to be creative. Uh, go coach. And I don't want to take that creative uh, creativeness away from them. Uh, um, but you know, I, I I find myself more active than other head coaches during JV games, for example. And I'm not coaching sets. I'm not coaching this. I'm just coaching our kids and their skill. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I but I let I I have complete confidence and i've always had i've had great jv coaches mook roofer uh was my jv coach at, at brian for a number of years mo zuver was my coach at brian for for a couple years as jv coach and i i completely trusted those guys and they they were great program guys and they bought into what we were doing and jason Horman's the same yeah. way and go coach man go I, got coach. Okay, of, I got kicked out of a jv <laughs> once as a head coach dougie <laughs> you I got, kicked I out. Got kicked out of a JV game when I was the head head coach. We was at Tenora. stomping stomping your foot too much. We were at Tenora. We were at Tenora, <laughs> and I I just don't remember what my problem was. But you know, I thought we were getting hosed. Oh, I do know what our problem was. Um, there was like a minute to go and ha- to half. And uh, there was nine fouls on us and none on uh, Tenora. And <laughs> that's not possible, okay? You throw know, the, throw the bullshit I mean, flag on that one. So, so, so here's the best <laughs> part of it. By the book, I, I can't coach the varsity game. Right. And so I come out and coach the first half of the varsity game. Anybody call you on it? Come out at at halftime and they're warming up. And the the one ref I knew a little bit, and he come up and he goes, "Hey, did you get tossed in JV game?" I go, "Yeah." And he goes, 
well, what are you doing coaching? You're not supposed to be here. You can't do that. <laughs> and I said, well, <laughs> you're right. But if you guys aren't going to call me on it, I'm not going to call myself on it. And so <laughs> they escorted me to the uh, I'm not yeah, bringing it so up. I got escorted to the locker room and didn't get a coach the second half. That's great. <laughs> hey, hey Dougie, Dougie, my last, my last, and final question for you. Besides yeah. us three, is yeah. there anybody, Aunt Warp or Brian, that can ever outshoot you? <laughs> Definitely not you three. I'm going to tell you that right now. Hey, uh, you, you guys. Well, excuse me. Let me rephrase that. Definitely, you three are going to certainly out. Because if if, uh, if I remember correctly, you were pretty dang deadly behind the behind <laughs> the three. But then fifteen to seventeen, I think you're just as good. Yeah, yeah, and I know, I know, uh, I know. Beetle was a lefty dead eye, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he's going to fire him from everywhere. Um, I've had, I've. Welcome back to the Duder Podcast. Again, we're having all kinds of technical problems tonight. Tons of them. And I'm going to tell you guys, I killed it because I'm sitting here yelling things and you guys can't hear me. My mic died out somehow. That, that might be a positive though, isn't it? Uh, yeah, we were having some good conversation. I was wondering, I go, man, maybe he went to go take a crap. I killed it. When, I killed it because when Dougie when Dougie said Rob Bailey with the dead eye lefty, and I'm sitting there just fuckers hear a word I'm saying. <laughs> we you guys got, aren't saying shit. I'm like, where 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 did everybody go? I was wondering when you were going to chime in on that. I was trying to chime in like 14 times. Chuck Person back in the day, and I've got the, nothing. The rifleman. I even made a joke. I even made a joke that I used to design Lindsay's side out plays. And <laughs> nobody yeah, nobody I'm like no, nobody got that joke. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry Douglas. Go ahead and continue. Oh yeah, I just uh you know I've coached a lot of really, really, really great shooters, um but I was just telling a story that one well, one kid I couldn't get, man, I just couldn't get him in any game shooting game that we were doing was Matt Whistler. Um, you know, Matt uh, played for me at Bryan. Uh, he's a pitcher with the Minnesota Twins right now. Well, you know, he used to not be right Atlanta, now, but Atlanta Braves, right? Yeah, he used to be. He was uh, in Atlanta. Um, yeah, know, the only Matt, team he the only team he could beat was the Mets. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar with that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. I remember that game. Um, so. And it, I just couldn't beat him, you know, whatever it was. And, you know, other than that, then other than my wife right now, I, you know, <laughs> I can't beat. So, hey, you got to make the household happy. <laughs> happy well, wife, happy life, right? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were talking, Doug, we were talking earlier about your staff and, and sure. obviously a good staff is vital to a good program. And one question that just came up in my head was when Elvis at, or I think Elvis asked about your involvement in the program itself, but how much do you, I've got a cup okay. So I've got, my first question is this, how involved are you from the program from the top to the bottom? Because I remember when I was a seventh grade coach, I was consistently looking to my varsity coach for guidance as to what he wanted me to be teaching the kids. So what is your involvement in your program, your program from the top to the bottom? Um, you know, that's, a, that's an awesome question, honestly, uh, because and here's why, because, you know, I, I and like I said earlier, I'm a really firm believer in letting our coaches coach. We, uh, you know, we hire good coaches and, 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 you know, good people to be in our program and that are that have good knowledge about the game. So here my basis is, you know, especially junior high level, you know, junior high is your foundation. Lay it. You know, lay that foundation. I don't care. And I, and in our parent meeting, I run the parent meeting for the junior high. For example, I run it. I don't care about wins. I don't care. Um, there, you know, there's no junior high state championship. Blah, blah, blah. I want them to get to me with a with a good knowledge base, and I want them to get to me at the high school level with with good skill. Um, so make sure you're teaching those things. They, and I know how it is. It gets into the middle of the season, and they want to beat Wayne Trace. They want to beat this team. That's that's fine. Build that competitiveness. But don't just hang on wins and losses. Make sure you teach. Be a teacher. Nope. You know, I think that's huge. You got to teach. Um, and, you know, so 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 I, I let them go. And, I, I mean, I don't want to be that person that is constantly, you know, hovering in the gym and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, I peek in. I, I watch games and do those things just as a, as a head coach is supposed to do. And if they have problems, come to me. Make sure you come to me. Um, because I'm the, their biggest supporter because, you know, they're, they're, they're a part of what we're doing. So I think that, that that's pretty big is just let them go coach, um, let them do their thing and, but make sure that, uh, they're getting thing, getting that foundation laid. And, um, so, you know, we can have some fun once we get into high school. Then. Great. And answer. In- that's a great answer coach. And I used to, uh, tell my junior high coaches the exact same thing work on them fundamentals, teach the game. And if you just do these things, the wins will take care of themselves. I mean, I'm like you, there's no United State championship, but, but you're, you're uh, helping the program as a whole. And if you're just teaching the right things, coaching the right things, wins and losses take care of themselves at that level. Exactly. I think my issue was, I think my issue was more along the lines of, Okay, so I'm a first-time coach. I've got seven kids, and I'm getting no support from my varsity coach to the point where I'm having to, I'm having to reach out to people like Lindsay a lot. Yeah, I think I helped you more and than Dave Blue. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I remember you leaning because, on me, uh, Lindsay, leaning Dave, and Dave I a lot. Lindsay, Dave, and I had a revolving email every week. Okay, guys, what do you think I ought to do in this case? Because no support from a varsity coach leaves you with, I mean, and that's what I, and that, but he would always tell me, well, work on the fundamentals, work on the fundamentals. I said, well, that's great. I can do that to an extent, but when it comes to actual games 
and I've got parents pissed off at me because we're not scoring more points or their kids not getting more shots. Okay. I need some support here. And yeah. what I liked in your answer was let them coach, but yes, you are running, you're running the parent meeting. And that's, that's a, keep in mind, Doug, that, that's fantastic. Keep in mind, Doug, that was coming from the other side of the County. That wasn't coming from Hicksville. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So starting to paint so Doug, that picture. Talking about your staff, and talking about your staff, I see that your, I see that your staff is a virtual who's who of Antwerp <laughs> basketball. Holy yeah. shit, uh, is it? <laughs> so my question for you is, do you think it's it's important um, to staff your program with local people? I, no, I don't. Not it's saying, it's not, not saying a... I need another part-time job, but I mean, <laughs> you know. Well, if you're hey, I, if if you want to draw up some sideline outs for me, I'm I'm taking them. <laughs> Dude, I own it. Hey, I just want to I I just want to be the the kid at halftime that shoots three pointers the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> That's all Making I want to bank. do. Making bank. Hey, and, a, and a and a bag of popcorn. That's all I ask for. <laughs> no, but uh, Beetle would answer. I mean, I, I it's not a necessity, but and it's it's it kind of fell into our lap here here at uh, Antwerp, where when I when I got the job here, my first my first phone call was to Jason Horman, to Bud Man, and said, "Hey, man, I." You've been here doing. You do a great job. You've been doing it a long time. I I, I need you. I, I want I want you to be on staff. And then uh, you know I I was very thankful to have Sean Brewer as my varsity assistant uh, for a couple years. And then last year he he stepped away. And then Aaron Taylor, you know Aaron uh, uh, Aaron hopped in, and it was it was it was it was huge. And then uh, you know his dad Kevin has, has has done a great job with our junior high for a couple of years and then we we throw in Sam Williamson um who is the the most recent uh archer great if you will I guess I don't know what you talking to a bunch of aces here but uh, how, many, how many free throws did he hit in a row his senior year like was it 48 enough? or something like that yeah, or, I don't yeah, know yeah I remember that I think Scroop made yeah. 54 didn't they 55 during 55. lunch no at halftime in one of your games <laughs> okay all right so back you must have been now. rolling out with some money <laughs> rolling back up okay first off i didn't drive the lane dougie you were right i camped out in three-point land <laughs> okay yeah. okay when you're on a team with with when you're on a team with scott edwards nick costello ryan murphy you're not gonna see the ball okay <laughs> Right. Hey, hey! When you checked into the game, did everybody yell "shooter, shooter"? <laughs> no, shooter coming. No. <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> no, you know what they did? They peed down their legs because they knew they were going to get checked real fast. <laughs> I should divide. I should come up with a scouting report. Robert, Robert Beetle Bailey, lefty, sharpshooter, fearless, sharp elbows. Uh, I've got, I've got, I've got some games physical here. check. Yeah, you might want to send it my way, and I'll come up with a scouting report for Beetle. It, that would be the next. Should be, it should be on huddle, a, huddle right now. <laughs> That'll be a three-hour podcast. <laughs> I've got an eighth-grade game on tape here uh, that was in the dungeon, 
and uh, our referees were Bill Metz and Rich Taverney. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and you want to talk about two dudes that would let me just beat the shit out of Eric Williamson and not say a word about it. Oh, that's good. I'll bet you I could watch that game over again. I bet you I committed 16 fouls in the first five minutes of the game. Not a word. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, Mr. Matt. So, oh, yeah, Bill, Bill took good care of me. He took really good care of me. Um, do, Elvis, Lindsay, yes. you, either of you two got any more questions? Well, I'm Coach, out. Coach, I was just going to say, how quickly did you realize that your district final over Toledo Christian was 55-50? And that was your regional score. Did that hit you immediately or? Uh, you know what? It did not. Um, you know, uh, the Toledo Christian game is, is uh, I'll be 100% honest, it's mean, a game I watch, uh, you know, quite often just because it, it, it was it was fun, first off. And it was a great atmosphere and it's a great game. And obviously the, out, the outcome is whatever, it was what everything we wanted, but uh Beauty. Um, I talked to Jerry Beauty after the game. He he had that attendance at a, probably around twenty eight hundred to three thousand. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Um, and man, that's that's a, a that's a that's a career memory, obviously. Um, and it was phenomenal. And the way the way the kids responded with that was with that game was was great. And uh, I'll be you know, honest with came. you, I thought you was in serious trouble after the first quarter. I really did. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, did too. I mean, you were. Oh, we certainly were, and and and, and people ask me all the time, "What'd you say at halftime?" It was pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I told the kids, I said, I thought our game plan, we were was on point of what we were trying to do. Number one, we didn't we didn't offensive uh, we didn't rebound very well because they were getting so we were getting our stops, but they were offensive rebounding. Uh, you know, fairly well in that first half, and then we had looks that we missed. You know, and then uh, oh, we, guys, we changed some we missed, changed some things up defensively. You and, guys missed five or six shots in the in the paint, point blank. Yeah, yeah. And and coach, I'll be I'll be hundred percent honest with you. Um, and I've had many conversations. Uh, you know, the Toledo Christian game, Columbus Grove was number one for a reason. Oh, um, but I thought we were every bit as good as what they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Toledo Christian gave us more problems than Columbus Group. You know, just because the, their speed and what they can do, and that's that's something that uh, we struggled with. See, that was my concern um, for you going into that game after watching them play uh, Ayersville at Bryan in the sectional, and then, uh, or no, that was a district opener. Um, who who did I see them beat? Did they beat Ayersville in the district? They beat Arizona in the district semi. Okay, yeah. I saw them. Bad. Oh, I saw bad. them uh, take out uh, one of the other two of those schools. So I don't think it's Emmanuel Baptist. They used to be called Emmanuel, Emmanuel Christian. Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, dude, these kids are quick, they're fast, and extreme confidence. And that night during warmups, I thought your boys were really tight. I was watching close. I thought, man, these Antwerp kids are tight. And Toledo Christian come running to the bench at the horn to uh, uh, start the game and pregame warmups, and they're they're smiling, they're happy, they're jacked, and I'm like, God, 
it's like they know something here. And then they come out of the gate. And uh, McQuinney had a great first quarter, actually a great first half. And the way that first quarter went, I thought, oh, my God, they're, they're just in trouble. And uh, I think the key was two, twofold. And you know better than I, but you started going into the post. And exactly. you got their bigs in uh, some yep. foul trouble. And, yeah. and they had no bench to match yours, Coach. No bench to match yours. That's another thing that I thought got lost in the shovel with your team. You were able to uh, rely on that bench and get production from many different ways besides just scoring. You had some nice defenders out there, some good rebounders. And, uh, you know, it was just a dream season, a historic season. And as you know, a season that just don't come along in that they meshed so well together. Those archers last year, it was just, it was just fun. Wasn't it? It, it was, it was you know, very it was spectacular. The kids, and, and I wish we had, you know, with everything that's going on, I wish we had a little bit more of an opportunity to, to honor the kids. And, 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 and I did my best and we did our best to try, try to honor that season because it was, and it, it will, it, it will be, we'll be able to continue to do that, sure. but it was fun. It was awesome. Um, but you talk about, you know, certain aspects of that game and going into the post and, you know, and, and, our, and our bench and our kids just fell into roles and they, they, they really tried to pick up and be very, you know, we talk about being elite in their role, um, being the best that they absolutely can. And, and they were really good at it. You know, you got guys coming in and, you know, strictly just to face guard somebody, right. you know, mm-hmm. Jake Eakin and Owen Sheedy, those kids came in and they're just face guards. Quiet, they're there to defend it. No. And then quietly, the next thing you know, they're quietly Sheedy made a couple of buckets for you in that district game. That was huge. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and, and as you with this group, it, it just you give some of those kids with some of those, you know, new to the varsity experience or whatever it may be. Say, hey, this is this is what all I need you to do. And then the next thing you know, they've relaxed a little bit because all the other things okay, I'm just really focusing on defending, and then you get an offensive rebound, you get a putback or whatever, they don't, they're not worried about scoring. They're not worried about it. So they're not playing tight. They're not doing that. They're just worried about one thing because coach told me that. Um, and, you know, so, so those kids kind of did a great job with some of those things. But uh, um, it was you – know, it's something I'm always going to remember. And, you know, hopefully we have opportunities to, to continue to do some of those these things in the future. But – it was awesome. It was, it was spectacular. You know, it was one of those things that you'll well, never forget. Well, here's the thing. And we got future podcasts uh, for the Duders to get into it. But, gosh, is there going to be high school football and high school basketball this year, guys? God, I, I mean, hope so. Well, and that's what I want to get into my, with my next question. And, and that was, Doug, as a coach, can you – give us any kind of like Im- okay so what i've got written here is describe the impact in your opinion of the cancellation of winter spring sports seasons and what is the outlook on the fall seasons uh, yeah. my my god this sounds like a act question <laughs> uh yeah can i phone a friend uh <laughs> yes you can phone yes you can phone boston <laughs> hey shout out no, I, I, Shout out to Powell, Ohio. That's right. I love this question. I love it. Uh, here's here's the thing. I 
you know, let me tackle the, the cancellation aspect real quick first. I mean, um, you know, just speaking the winner side real quick, I mean, a lot of people have asked me, you know, what would happen if you guys would have won that regional game? How would you have felt? Because, you know, season, they, you know, they never played that regional final game uh, between, between Grove and Parkway where Grove obviously knocked us out. And I said, I, I, I feel, I feel fortunate that we have a little bit of closure to the season. Um, yeah, you know, there's, there's some things in my mind. I, I beginning, I had began some advanced scouting with some things. I, I, I felt really comfortable in the fact that, I mean, not that we would have beaten Parkway, but we scrimmaged them. Um, I, I, I thought we had a chance to get to Columbus. So it's one of those things where you look back and think, oh man, you Doug, everybody at Straw Arena that night knew, and I know you can't go there and you won't go there, but everybody in the Straw Arena knew that the winner of the Columbus Grove Antwerp game was, was going to be the district regional representative in Columbus. That's just a fact. And, and that, yeah, and you and when you think about those aspects, and I try not to let my mind go to that because, you know, and coach, you know this. And, you know, there's there's once in a lifetime things, and you know we don't, you know, personally, I you know obviously I, I don't co- coach at Iowa Glendorf or anything to that nature where you know trips to the state to Columbus are, you know, every couple of years, you know, you're looking at a, maybe a once in a lifetime yeah. thing, and so so I try not to let my mind get to that point. Uh, but yeah, do I do I. And again, we've done some advanced. We had done some advanced scouting to that point, and I, you know, I thought we had a decent shot um, of of getting to Columbus and maybe even get to the state final game. But you know, those things are those things. You just you just right. gotta let go. Um, um, it, 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 and to end the end the season one versus two in the state at the Stroh Center in front of a packed house. Are you kidding me? I mean, that was awesome. And, and coach, you, you guys were there. You guys, I mean, that was that was a lot of fun. And um, and I, I we competed, and I thought we were every bit as good as the, what the, what they thought the number one team in the state to be. And um, you know, I, I feel I feel absolutely terrible for our spring sports right now because we were loaded, absolutely loaded in the spring for sports base, here at Antwerp. Baseball, uh, softball. Oh gosh. Baseball and softball. Oh my gosh. And. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of my guys that are, are, are basketball guys with that, that you know, they play baseball and they're big baseball guys and um, but they gave they gave it, all their attention to us and our in our basketball run and I'm thankful for that. But they I know that they're, they're hurt. They were hurting um, when the spring spring was canceled and so where do we stand? I mean, you know, certainly optimistic, but I don't know. I just sent, I just sent a message to our our 2020 basketball guys where, you know, uh, our school facilities are shut off till June 30th. Now, um, you know, so w- where does that leave us in July? Nobody really knows yet. So, uh, you know, stay on guard. Hopefully, if we can get in the gym in July, but I don't see it happening. Um, they, you know, they extended our our time with guys uh, into August to be able to coach them, but I don't. I mean, I. I I don't see it. I, 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 I'm so hopeful for football and I'm hopeful for college football because that's my, that's my, that's my thing, baby. You know, I love college football and I love football in general. Um, and and I, I, I remain very hopeful for that. Um, and hopefully some things start to, to change soon, but um, as of right now, is it's it just, not, is it it's, not it's incredible? 
since March 10th when we were at Bowling Green at that that (laughs) Columbus Grove Antwerp game. See, the buzz along air quotes here, Media Row, and as you know it, gosh, there's 50 people there along Media Row, and we were so lucky we got put right at midcourt, which is, that's what the Adam and LK show deserves, let's be honest. Exactly. But the talk all over the uh, row there before the game was, hey, uh, this is it, man. Uh, They're not going to let fans into uh, the regional final or the girls' state games this weekend and everything. And and I'm like, wow, are you kidding? And uh, then the next day is when the Big East, the Big Ten, all the conference championship uh, league tournaments was to start. And we're all watching them one by one drop and then – the last seven, eight weeks, how crazy, guys, has this been? Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. It's just been, it's been unreal. And uh, yeah, certainly you, you hope and pray for normalcy. Um, hopefully that starts to come about soon. I'm going fucking insane without <laughs> baseball. Hey, Doug, I do got one more question for you. Yeah. I, I thought of this as since we're going from the final four to the championship game. <laughs> yeah. Now that you, Yeah. Which by the way, we still haven't gotten no, we have, second. But hey, this this is Dougie Fresh, it don't matter. Um, since you guys were uh, so great in basketball, treated like rock stars, I'm sure, throughout the Antwerp community. How many uh free meals did you get? Oh. <laughs> 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 or you're sitting at the A and W, and hey, the whole family ordered this. Somebody says, "Oh, somebody's got you, Dougie. It's okay." Just... <laughs> more of the more of the Oasis. Uh, 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 shout out to the Oasis, you know. <laughs> the the greatest pickled eggs in the, in the history of pickled eggs. Yes, sir. Hey, and, and you know what? You know, I'm gonna milk it as long as I can Attaboy. because you know I I've been on the other side. I've been on the other side uh, where it's like. Uh, you need to pay double because uh, <laughs> you you guys suck, you know. So <laughs> great answer. So <laughs> well, before we get to our final matchup in the in our tournament, Doug, I I got okay. So we we've, we've we've talked a lot of serious stuff here. Yeah. Tonight and yeah, we have and. I want to pose one last question to you. Okay. And that is, as a player, which opposing <laughs> fans did you dislike having to play <laughs> the most on their court? And I finished this sentence in my notes with an LOL. <laughs> Bottom line, when we went to the Ville, I, I told you before, I love the gym. I love the gym, but the fans mm, – no way, because I know what's going to happen once we went. Once we walked into the Ville, you're going to it was you're going to get a skittle thrown at you. Oh yeah, it, it, it was. I mean, hey, hey guys, here's the thing. You know, I've I I got I got lit up. I don't know if you guys remember this. I got lit up when I was a freshman by uh, by uh, Mike Holbert. Oh dang! By Mike Holbert. Michael. Wait, 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 wait. I don't know if Bob listens to this, but Bob lit up somebody. Bob, Bob, yeah, Bob lit me up. Uh, elbow, 
uh, right to the, right to the mouth, and I uh, had that, uh, oh, it was a, it was oh, a, that don't sound like a halberd. It was to me. A, <laughs> it was a it was a first year. I, my freshman year was the first year of the Route Forty Nine Classic, and uh, semifinal game, and he lit me up. So yeah, hey, when and then uh, Jason Volker got me one year stitches in the chin. Uh, so man, I was when we're playing the when we're playing the Ville. I was excited to play, but I mean, I was borderline wearing a face mask, <laughs> battered and bruised, and then, and and ducking skittles being thrown at me by by beetle by a lefty by a lefty firing firing pistols at me from the first row. Okay, all right, let's back up. A, you didn't ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thrown a skittle at anyone in my life. I yeah. beat them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The question was, which opposing fans did you dislike having to play on their court? Oh. Because I know we were assholes. I'm gonna guess Wayne Trace for him. And I know Trace was uh, Trace, Trace was, was pretty bad. A great place to... Trace was Trace was pretty bad. But I'm gonna tell you this: uh, four years, four uh, four year, my four years in high school, we beat him twice, and that doesn't that that doesn't. No, happened very often pick, here pick at Antwerp Trace, anyway. Pick up a Wayne Trace uh, program at the beginning of the year or at any time during the year and look at their all-time records against opponents and look at their record against GMC schools. It's unbelievable. It's, un- yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yep. Shot. And we, we uh, I was fortunate enough, we, we split with them. Uh, they laced us my, my freshman, sophomore year. Let me just, tell you something, just, Dougie. Yes. Here's how old I am. We all know the communities that make up Wayne Trace School District. Haviland. Oh, yeah. Haviland, Scott, what Blue Creek, <laughs> Grover Hill, Payne. Blue Creek and Grover Hill. Payne. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm so old. I like to call I'm it. I'm so old. I like to call it Groovy in Hill. junior high, I actually played against the Blue Creek Comets. <laughs> hey, what about the Payne Panthers? And the Payne Panthers. Oh, not the not the not the laddie left. Nope. Shout out to my shepherd boys. Yeah. Blue Creek Comets. How about that? With a C, not a K, like Fort Wayne hockey team. Dougie, I got one last question. Uh-huh. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Sorry, Scrout. Hey, how many points you score throughout your career in high school? And don't don't uh... don't don't bullshit me and tell me oh, I don't know somewhere around somewhere around thirteen hundred. <laughs> You know the exact gosh dang number, so tell us what it is. It, it wasn't thirteen hundred. I'll tell you that much. It was uh, one thousand and one thousand eleven hundred sixty nine. Eleven hundred sixty. No shit. No. Yeah. Hey, that's eleven hundred sixty nine more than I scored. <laughs> I, it, it, it helped playing four years. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I, hey, did you? That's that was that, that was a great. Did you have been nice in did, you guys' high school careers to have a three point shot? Oh, it was yeah. I, mean, yeah. I lived by it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Now, how, I lived. How by many it. Bagley have? Bagley had uh, just <laughs> under that. Uh, he played. Uh, I mean, I started playing uh, varsity basketball or, or the very first game. Who's your head coach? Year. Um, and then uh, okay. Dan Cola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uncoached under Coach Giancola. Uh, so I, I was right off the get go. And then uh, Ryan was playing uh, 
Dr. Bagley. Uh, Doc was playing uh, both JV and varsity to start, and then uh, then he became full full time varsity a little bit into our freshman. Do you year. ever go get adjusted and say, "Hey, Doc"? Oh yeah, oh yeah, all the time. He he's he's. He, I don't know if you guys are if you guys go to Doctor Bagley or not, but uh, what an asset to your community yeah, over there. Sure. That, yeah, and that's pretty awesome. He's 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 he's, he's phenomenal. You ever you ever riff him and? And tell I him, hey, to... I scored more points than you. <laughs> no, because I'm a, I'm the first one to tell you because he was twice the player I was. <laughs> Absolutely. By the time he was a, by the time he was a senior, man, he was he could do it all. He could rebound. He could run the floor. He could shoot it. He could drive it. He was good, man. He was good, and he was a hell of a baseball player. Are you kidding me? Oh, of course you had to say that, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I was going to I was going straight into I refused to get my back adjusted by somebody who took me <laughs> twice. And I'm gonna tell you this, Beetle, they were freaking hammered. Those balls were hit hard. <laughs> oh fifty-five mile an hour fastball. Like, Let's be like honest. Let's... I thought you meant like are kind of hammered, like getting hammered the night before the game. No, no, somebody who can hit a 50 mile an hour fastball that far. That's a long line of it's a long line of people standing there that took Beetle deep twice. <laughs> no, there's two. There's two. Ryan Bagley and Corey Grimm. Corey Grimm. Corey Griggs took me deep. Yeah, yeah he took me. He took, he, took me. Deep. he took me really deep. Corey Griggs, that's two pretty. That's two that's pretty good say. athletes right there. Griggs took yeah. a few people deep all the way to Columbus. Didn't he win? Didn't he? Didn't he win? State yeah, he was, here's, he, every here's, sport. Yes, he did. Wow, every think sport. about that, guys. Yeah, football '92, baseball '93, basketball '94, and hammered. Exactly. Hammered the entire way through, and he ended yeah. up at Toledo with me after he went to North Carolina. That says a lot. I, uh, I, he was, uh, he was. You talk about Jim Styler working Hicks TV. Uh, Corey Griggs was working a little bit with uh, Wasion's televisions uh, television station, and I was watching. I was watching a, a game film of Wasion and Napoleon, and Corey Griggs is hammered, no. drunk, doing the <laughs> color. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. Was that this year? <laughs> Two weeks uh, ago? This, no, this had to be. <laughs> uh, this had to Yesterday. be probably, probably seven, eight years ago. It was all, it oh was the God. greatest thing ever. <laughs> See. Okay, so you so somewhere along the line we were talking about Jim Siler and Hicks TV. Do you guys know who Jim Siler's who Jim yeah. Siler's analyst was? It was me. <laughs> it was a no, that hopper, myself the hopper guy. Fine. Or was it was he the camera guy? He was the he was our camera guy. Yeah, Jim and I Jim and I did Hicksville football a couple of years. Oh yeah. Did you give the nuances of, uh, of place holding? <laughs> fourth, fourth string QB. I did. I didn't have to because I didn't have to because those were Bosselman's like good years, <laughs> so they didn't kick a lot. Hey Doug, how about this? You want to <laughs> <find me? laughs> 
Never. Never. I'm, I held the kick herd round the world <laughs> in 1994 that tied a school record, so bite me, okay? 46-yard field goal. Chad How far? Gale. Yep. Curtis snapped it. I How held far? it. Chad Kale kicked it. Elvis and I did a chest bump on our way off the field because we had like six guys left on the team by the end of the year. So. 46 yards. What's that? Yeah, it tied That's Mark what I was Haber. Say. Yeah. Where does Mark? And did they put you your might... name in the record books too? No, hell no. We're nowhere <laughs> near it. And this is why. But I'm going to tell you what. Chad Kale could freaking kick a ball. I, and I'm not lying when I say that it was like raining, like to beat hell at Holgate. Cold. Last game of the year. Wind blowing in our face. We're down six to nothing. And we decided to kick a 46 yard field. <laughs> hey, was the last thing he said to you was uh, laces <laughs> out, Tom? <laughs> oh, no, because so, so I didn't want to play football, but Jim said, hey, just we come need a holder. Ball. I don't care. Just come be the holder. I don't care. So that's what Chad Kale and I did during practice. We'd, we'd practice with the offense, and then we'd go, we'd go over to the big field and kick field goals for us to practice. Oh, yeah. I knew my shit, all right? We, uh... All right. So we're going to get to the final matchup in the final four of the Rob's Favorite Song bracket which features California Love versus Straight Outta Compton. I want to hear what you guys have to say. It's an easy one for me. It's a brother that'll smother your mother. And make your sister think I love her. Getting late, boys. Getting late, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Straight Outta Compton, here, Scrope. (laughs) Cali Love, here, Scrope. I gotta wow, go with Doug, What do you got? I gotta go with Coach. I got Cali Love, baby. That's funny. Five and I one. Too. Sorry. Woo. Wow. Wow. Never, never thought I'd see you the know, day. Hey, but Boss Dog's not gonna like that one. Well, you know what? Sometimes we gotta let no boss matter what, dog boss, down boss, just a little bit. You know, Boss Dog and I are same boat. Right. Regardless, Dre made it to the finals, welcoming everyone to the wild, wild west. So, next episode will feature Boys Round Here by Blake Shelton against California Love to figure my favorite song. And I will say that the odds are currently stacked against Blake Shelton. Um, what a great episode, guys. I know, it's a little, I know we went a little long tonight, but... Uh, um, really appreciate Doug coming on with us tonight just to give us his perspective on being a coach and uh, the impact of the cancellation of with the COVID-19 stuff. Hey, real uh, folks, quick. I do ask that uh, if you're listening on Apple podcast, if you would please rate and review us, uh, give us a star, no stars, give us, or give us the Dave Blue special, five middle fingers. We'll take it. Um, but I will say that that uh, Elvis and I talked this week, and, and he told me he sent out a mass text, and 
And that made me think that the biggest way for us to gain listeners to this podcast is to spread the word. Talk to your friends about it. You know, tell them how much fun we have while we do this. And just, you know, this is a fun podcast just to listen to mowing the yard or or taking a poop or whatever you're doing. But uh, I do want to say i got nothing but love for you guys tonight. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, hey, Rob, real quick. I'm going to throw it to the, I'm going to throw it to you three to kind of wrap things up. Hey, Beetle, I just want to say uh, I just want to say thank you for uh, letting me come on. Honestly, it was uh, I had a blast. And again, I, I listen to you guys podcast. It makes me chuckle and laugh. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, the opportunity to come on and, and talk a little hoops um, and uh, be a part of the uh, the Beetle uh song challenge i guess uh and uh i you know just you know you guys want me to come back i'll certainly come back and we, we can talk about about anything so uh just let me know so d bills is already always well, thank available. you for being on here dougie it was great much love appreciate, it. appreciate it fresh and clearly and obviously this podcast is doing nothing but getting better and growing and uh sky's the limit boys hey let's take over the world i got it I got to do nothing but but give you guys the credit because I've been doing this since day one. You know, Elvis and Lindsay have only been here a few episodes, and we've just grown exponentially. And when Curtis and I first started doing this, we talked about it being our our world dominance or our the beginning of our multinational corporation. <laughs> we have we have gained three dollars and I think fifty cents during this. Uh, the duration of our podcast here, which started in September. Um, and what I've decided to do with our money is, is we're going to invest it in t-shirts. Sweet. So if you go on, if you give us a, give us a rating. And I, at this point, I don't even care if you say something bad about Lindsay or, well, if or you say, Elvis. If you say Just Curtis say something bad about it. That's a shirt automatically. Exactly. Yeah. So, but I do ask <laughs> that you be patient because we gain slowly hey, three. Here. The more plays we get, the more money. We Three make, boxes is gonna get you half. Can invest that back into. It's gonna get you like a half a shirt. Yeah, listen, listen. Here's the deal. With the street cred Dougie Fresh has now, have him go try to buy the shirts, and you'll triple. He'll be able to get some shit for free. Oh man, absolutely. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it, boys. Well, thanks everybody. <laughs> I want. I just want to say thanks again to the guys for coming on tonight. And thanks again to all of our listeners. Uh, nothing but love. Getting all kinds of all kinds of people wanting to come on, and uh, uh, we got all kinds of guests lined up here in the future. So uh, from the Beats Lab at Studio Five Thirty Seven, you listen to the Duder Podcast. We out.